Welcome back to the Ladies' Choice. We're your hosts, Vanessa. And I'm Alexis. And today we are talking about Greece. Greece is the land. So exciting. I love Greece. We love Greece. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, We really do appreciate you guys supporting us and listening to us. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram account. It's called The Ladies' Choice. Very simple, so you can keep in touch with us and stay up to date. Yeah, we're very excited about it. We're going to post a bunch of pictures and, you know, a bunch of content throughout the week before the episode drops. So make sure to follow it. Very easy, simple, boom, done. Simple, done, and it's fun. Who doesn't love a little Instagram? Why not? That's that's what I say. Before we get into everything Greece-related, we are going to talk about a little hot Broadway buzz that is happening in the current moment. If you know us, you know we are big Darren Chris fans, and yep. we found out that he is performing at the at Cafe Carlisle this November and December. Yep, However, here in New York City. In New York City. Easy, really cute like cafe two moment. Two weeks. It sold out. So good for you if you got tickets. We did not. <laughs> you know what? I think this is just absolute horror, and I find it to be extremely offensive and extremely rude. Um... Because one thing that Darren Everett Chris likes to do is he likes to tease that he's announcing something and then he announces it and at the same time drops the tickets. So yeah. nobody can prepare themselves, their their wallet, their time to get these tickets. And this was a very intimate show. And we thought that, oh, that he's doing two weeks of shows We'll be fine. Nope, sold out that day. We couldn't even reconvene and discuss it over dinner and drinks. No, and let, let me just say this. She FaceTimes me as soon as I wake up. Granted, I'm not waking up at 8 a.m., so it was a, it's a reasonable time to, to FaceTime someone. And she FaceTimes me and Kennedy, brings her mom on the call, too. And, yeah, all of a sudden, Darren Chris is having some concert cafe carlisle you know singing his christmas music from his christmas album very during christmas and i'm like okay like let me let me get my thoughts in order we could discuss this later but lo and behold alas we did not get to have that discussion because it was sold out within a few hours mm-hmm. um unfortunate but what can you and do? let me just say if you were one of those people that got tickets for multiple nights you should be ashamed of yourself don't you know that I don't have enough experiences with Darren Chris already? Don't you it's, know it's I'm not so fulfilled? Rude. It's, it's so rude. ridiculous. And can I just also say, while we're on this topic, I did in fact order tickets to Darren Chris's show. Me and my friend Natalie <gasps> yeah. were going to see it last year in Chicago when I was still living there. And yeah, I was very excited to hear him sing some some great Christmas songs um, and canceled canceled so you can imagine my disappointment and dismay (sighs) it's just so it's so tragic and um, (laughs) our lives are so hard our lives are very hard okay so other than that other than darren chris performing at the carlisle and unfortunately we're not able to go but i guess good for him because he sold it out um yeah go darren um jonathan bailey is our fiero for the wicked movie crazy did you watch bridgerton Yes. Oh, you did watch Bridgerton? The first season. I watched the first season because you wouldn't stop talking about it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a chance. And it was the only season you needed to watch. 
I didn't watch the second one, yeah. So I, I mean, he was great on that show. And oh, I love him. I'm I'm curious to see how it is. I'm curious to see how the whole Wicked, I'm sorry, Wicked movies, plural, are. Mm-hmm. And how they turn out. Because that is one, you know, fantas- fantastical. Uh, fantastical? Fantastical. Yeah, fantastical. But yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited to see how they turn this on-screen adaptation or on-screen play into this movie. So, yeah, I really have no complaints about Jonathan Bailey as Fierro. I think mm-hmm. he'll do a great job, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And just, yeah, how that whole movie turns out, honestly. I think it's going to be, I hope it's going to be a great production. There's just, there's just so many layers to Wicked and so many things to portray. So I'm very curious to see how they do it. And yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but I think it was a missed opportunity for them not to use Darren Chris as Fierro. But <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I think Jonathan Bailey's going to do a great job. Um, mm. And he was fantastic in Bridgerton, and he does theater, so I think he's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved seeing Darren, too, but uh, I guess he's too busy selling out the Carlo. Yeah. All right. Uh. So let's get into today's topic musical which is Greece. very exciting stuff i think we wanted to start off with the show because it's it's very universal and i feel mm-hmm. like if you have not seen Greece, you should not yeah. consider yourself a theater girly i mean i think that there's something wrong if you haven't seen it i feel like everybody at least has heard of Greece. you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's so popular and we also wanted to honor the late olivia newton john yes we oh God, yeah. rest in peace i i when I think about that, it's just so devastating. She was such a talent and mm-hmm. just a great human being, um, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into the let's get into some history on Greece. Let's get to know it a little bit more. If you are not familiar, the book and music is by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey, and Greece is named after the 1950s U.S. working class youth subculture known as Greasers. The musical is set in 1959 at fictional Rydell High School and follows 10 working-class teenagers as they navigate the complexities of peer pressure, politics, personal core values, and love. Yeah, what, I mean, what a plot. So, something I I learned recently, I feel like I heard of it before, but I, my confirmed suspicions and beliefs were validated when we were researching this musical. So, Rydell High School is based on Taft High School in Chicago, and also named after rock singer Bobby Rydell. But the reason why that, that registered with me is because Taft High School was my was a very famous high school in my neighborhood, and everybody, I, knew, I know so many people that went there, and it was just so crazy to think that this famous musical was based on something so close to home, literally. Yeah. And it was a really cool fact. And I I can see that, especially considering that Grease was orig- originally a more salacious play. Yes. Musical. Um, and yeah, Chicago can be a little, can be a little salacious, a little raunchy. You know, I can say it. I'm from there. I love Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just such a cool, cool fact. I guess we'll have to do the musical Chicago next. Yeah. That's, that's we should on go the list. see it. We should really go see it. I would love to. I've we never have seen like it. no excuse not to go see it. All right. So Greece was first performed in 1971 at Kingston Mines Nightclub in Chicago. 
It closed in 1980 after 3,388 performances and was the longest running in Broadway history. Um, and then it was surpassed by a chorus line. That's crazy. I know. That, that is a long run. And it's still getting, a, you know, having adaptations to this day. You know, oh people gosh, are still, yeah. I feel like Grease is one of the most famous uh, mm-hmm. productions that high schools do. Yes. And middle schools. Like, Grease is never going to die. I truly feel like it's one of those shows that's so versatile and mm-hmm. so many, it's so well loved by so many different demographics of people for so many different reasons. I think everybody can find um, a character that they could relate to or an aspect yeah. to the, of the show that um, they can relate to. It's kind of like the way I, I think about it, it's like when a performer's at a concert and then they sing their most well-known song, mm-hmm. their like biggest hit. Like I feel like Grease is the, a play that like people will put on if they want to please the most amount of people because yes. everybody has some sense of familiarity with this show. Um, older generations, younger generations, and I think it's, while some of the material is a little dated, mm-hmm. I feel like it's timeless in the sense that it's always going to hold significance or at least, you know, resonate with people till the end of time. Yes, I agree. A few fun facts about Grease I thought were pretty interesting. One being that Olivia Newton-John was not originally supposed to use her Australian accent. Sandy was not originally supposed to be Australian, but Olivia could not uh, get the American accent down. And I think that was probably a better choice because if if the American accent was really bad, I feel like that would have kind of... Uh, that would not have... Uh, yeah. It would have ruined the movie because it just wouldn't have been believable. Um, so I'm glad they had her be Australian. I think that's also a really interesting thing. I don't, I feel like, I don't know. It's yeah, just like I think Australia. it works. And it, it does. adds to the plot of like, kind of the cultural difference. I'm always yes, using yes. the phrase cultural difference, but yeah. it really does add to the whole cultural difference and as to why, um, her and Danny didn't always see eye to eye. Yeah. Um, something else I thought was interesting is that Elvis, yes, Elvis Presley was supposed wow. to be Teen Angel. Um, I feel like that would have really changed the show. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, you know, that, that would have been such a significant uh, addition to the movie and the franchise. And mm-hmm. I feel like the show would be perceived differently in this day and age with, if Elvis were had to be in it, if Elvis yeah. was in it. But I feel like if Elvis were in it, it's so, he's so part of the time, like the 50s, yes. Elvis Presley, like, I think it would have just set the the movie over the top. Let's let's briefly touch on Grease Two, which Alexis has a real a real big fondness for this movie. Do you yes. want to talk about it? Yeah, I love Grease Two. I know we're going to talk about Grease Two in its own episode eventually in the future. Um, I personally feel like Grease Two has a better message than Grease One. I haven't seen the full movie. I've seen clips. So I'll have to watch it for the episode and formulate a stronger opinion on it. But I do think um, it's it's interesting. It's definitely a polarizing opinion, I feel like. And yeah. Not a lot of people like it. Yeah, most people don't. I know my dad, he does not appreciate Grease 2 as much as he does Grease 1. And I know my good friend Bailey, she and I, we... We go at it all the time about which one is better. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Grease 2 better. I, I kind of understand why people don't like it, but I feel like it's Grease 1 is for men, Grease 2 is for women, and cool. um, it just has a better message. 
And there were supposed to be multiple Grease movies. However, they got canceled after Grease 2 was such a flop. How unfortunate. Um, But I always do remember this line from Glee when Finn and Rachel Uh are talking about Grease 1 and 2. Um, But I don't want to butcher it, so you should say it. Um, He said... They basically said the reason why Grease 2 doesn't work is because the songs were bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I, it was something along those lines, but I didn't have the exact one. But I do think, uh, again, I haven't seen the second one, but do you, what do you think about the songs? Are they not good? I love the songs. They're camp. Grease 2 is camp. camp. We Gre- love that word. We love that word. Grease 2 is so camp. Like, obviously, Grease 1 is camp, but Grease 2... That shit is camp. And Michelle Pfeiffer says she regrets doing that movie. And I think that's I think that's not so nice because I, I love that movie. She probably would not have regretted it if it did well, you know? Of it's course. probably just because it was a not a commercial success. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some regret there. And I think the singers are better. And Ooh. Johnny Nagarelli, his voice, incredible. Oh, wow. But I guess we'll talk about that when we do our Grease 2 episode. Currently... Like we were just saying, how Grease is never-ending, a timeless a timeless show. There are two prequels in production as we speak. We have Summer Lovin', a film focusing on Danny and Sandy's summer, which should be interesting because they don't really I... dive into that in the, mo- in the movie. Yeah, intro. like I'm excited because I want to see what does happen that led to, you know, the whole school year and what happened over the summer. However, who's going to play Danny and Sandy? Like, right. can there be different Danny and Sandys? Like, that's gonna be a tricky casting situation. I feel like because the yeah. cast's not announced, no, yet. Because it's uh, not like it's not like with the next one that we're gonna talk about, Rise of the Pink Ladies, where it's they show the people that came before the movies. They're showing like the actual characters, so I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna go, but you know, curiosity peaked. I'll be tuning in. Oh, and hell then we'll, yeah! Then we'll reassess later. We'll have an episode <laughs> dedicated just to Summer Lovin'. Summer Lovin'. You know, I love the song, or that's just a line from the song. Summer Nights is a song. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Summer Nights I love. Duh. Um, but yeah, like we were just saying, Rise of the Pink Ladies, which is going to be a series, which there is a little bit more information on that, I feel like, than Summer yeah. Lovin'. Yeah, I'm they show, like, the whole cast. Like, like, we didn't look into it, but there's a full cast list out already. There was also, like, a little... Tease, not a teaser, but some. I don't know. They showed like the logo or it was like an art, kind of, an artwork. art, and yeah, sure, artwork of it. And I think that's so cool. I feel like another another thing about Greece is that with its kind of successful longevity, people are still dressing up as Greece characters for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's when this com- when this series comes out, we're gonna see more pink ladies on Halloween than ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think. You don't really see, like, pink ladies' Halloween costumes of them all together. You really right. just see, like, a Danny and a pink, or, like, a greaser and a pink lady costume with true, the guy and the true. girl. I think this might form, like, a whole new group of, like, girl groups doing yeah. um, the pink ladies' costumes. That's and true. And you know what I just thought about? Is mm. it going to be a musical? I don't know. I didn't think about that because that's oh going to be God. really cool. This could be like be the fun. new generation of Glee. I was just thinking that. <laughs> but yeah, again, I even dressed up as Sandy when I was 15 for, Hall- mm-hmm. for Halloween. So it's it's a great costume idea. Very easy. Uh, did the Sandy all black look, which is the most 
popular look. Can't say I was creative there. Um, but it was a fun, fun little outfit. Like we've been mentioning, there's so many adaptations. Um, and we've had, I feel like, a s- several uh, varieties of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's talk about how the 1978 film, I feel like the most famous well-known. Uh, portrayal well-known of Greece There Is with Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta really projected them into stardom. I feel yeah. like Olivia Newton-John became a household name, same with John Travolta. Um, and of course, they wanted to do different projects. Uh, Olivia, you know, started her singing career. And, you know, John, he's a very famous actor. Love and him. he didn't end his musical career after that. Of course, as we know, he's been in uh, Saturday Night Fever. Fever. Did that and... come before or after Greece? I don't know. Yeah, couldn't tell you right off the bat. <laughs> Shout out to um, research there. Oh, Saturday Night Fever was 1977. Oh, so came the year before Greece. Wow. Back to back, back to back musicals, man. Mm-hmm. Booked and busy. He was, I bet he was in a lot of voice lessons those during those years. He's a great singer, though. I feel like he really is. And I feel like I've seen um, performances a few years ago of Olivia and John and uh, John Travolta oh, yeah. doing those little reunion specials. Yeah, and I face- forgot. I went to one. Oh, work, and they sounded great. So I mean, they still got it. Um, another adaptation there has been is Greece Live in 2016, which introduced the diversification of Greece. Because we all yes. know, if we watch the first film, um, <sighs> there's not a lot of diversity. There's not, not a lot of all. color. Kind of not bland. It's very, quite literally, vanilla. And yes. I guess it is representative of the time, but it's still... It was great to see Greece Live portray, mm-hmm. you know different characters in different races i just yeah. it was great to see that it was great representation and i think um the sh- i i know you're not the biggest fan of grease live i like it i think it's good it's not fin like fantastic in my eyes but i do enjoy it um i love vanessa hudgens performance mm-hmm. as um rizzo i don't think you know it's never as good as uh stockard oh but yeah I do think her performance of There Are Worse Things I Could Do was beautiful, especially considering in real life her dad had passed away the the night of or the night before. I think it was the day before. The, yeah, the night prior. So that is just... To, and then to have to go on and do a live show, you know. That's it's, insane. And it, it's crazy, and it was literally only that one night. So good for Props her for her. doing that. Props yeah. to Vanessa. Um, that was... A, I mean, yeah. But other than that, I feel like... I think the re- I think Julianne Hough was a great Sandy. She was fantastic. I didn't buy Aaron Tveit as Danny. I think that's my biggest thing. It's very much mm-hmm. like Hairspray Live. I didn't buy Garrett Clayton as Link. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like with Danny, you can't just like gel the hair back and put Mm-mm. you know a all black outfit on. You need to really. Im- body the character and the mannerisms and everything and i don't think you need to do a carbon copy of no your successor but still it's just i think no matter what danny needs to have black hair and not to say you have to cast somebody with black hair you can put a wig on him but Mm -hmm. for some reason the whole contrast between like danny and kanicki like Mm. i i like them to look a little different 
So like no matter who you cast it as Danny or cast as Danny, you could have put him in a black wig. Right. And I think it would have made sense because the whole greasers vibe, I don't know. It would have been very easy to dye it as well. Yeah. But again, it was like his his performance was all right. It wasn't And I love Aaron Tate. Let me just say that. I love yes. him. He's mm. so good. Was he a Danny? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I he was a uh, he played a good Trip Vanderbilt in Gossip Girl. That was my first introduction oh. to him. And uh, he he was good then. I mean, the character was terrible, but good acting, you know, on his part. Yeah. Um, I do love Kiki Palmer as um, Oh, my God. Uh, Marty. I love Kiki. Yes. And I love her solo. She was fantastic. <clears throat> Kiki Palmer is just such a talent. She's a queen. And she is such a good voice, and I, I hope she continues to do more musicals because I feel like she's focused more on acting in her career Mm -hmm. which is completely fine but I love her voice so much and I hope to see her in more musicals in the future because she also played Cinderella on I'm not sure if it was on oh yeah she did do it I thought she did on Broadway or on Broadway maybe it was Broadway I think she did do Cinderella Rodgers and Hammerstein's yes so good um yeah and uh she was also this is completely you know, a little tangent, but she also played a pop star on like the show called Degrassi, and her she was, she was singing like Degrassi, mm-hmm. yeah, like as a guest star, like Degrassi. It was like Degrassi Spring Break or something. It was some special. I can't. I loved it. Um, and then of course, you know, the True Jackson VP mm-hmm. uh, theme song. It's I feel like it's going viral on TikTok. You know, every few months, it was so good. So she's a great singer. Sorry, that was a little Kiki Palmer tangent, but love we her. love her. I don't know any other performances that stood out to me in Greece Live. There's Carlos, there was Carlos Pena. That was like the first thing he did after Big was Time he Rush, I feel like. Rush? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've or never it, watched it. Yeah, show. yeah, I love Big Time Rush, but it was, I liked his performance. I think he's, you know, Carlos is a great singer. Um, but overall, I feel like Greece Live was, I'd rate it like on a one out of five, maybe like a three and a half. Okay, so enough about Greece Live. Let's talk about, about Gleese. Gleese, yeah. So it's no secret. Again, we're huge Gleeks. And I really did enjoy the Greece episodes. I think they were one of the best things to come out of that season, season four. Season yeah. Four. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blaine as Teen Angel, beautiful, iconic. Beauty School Dropout on um, my Glee playlist, Glee version, so good. It's obviously, Sugar. As oh yeah, sugar's the perfect Frenchie. The resemblance is uncanny. It's that insane. was so perfect. I I would have rather of them had Glee's the Grease production be done with the original cast. So I'm, yeah, but I am glad that they brought back. The I original do cast. think it would have made a little bit more sense than West Side Story for that cast Easily. to do. Because West Side Grease, Story still doesn't make sense to me. That's one yeah, because Greece, you can diversify that. There is nothing there that says like they have to be white. You know, yeah, so you can have it's not integral to the plot. Like uh, Santana could have been Rizzo. There's just so much opportunity there. Oh my god! And could you imagine um, um, Brittany as Cha Cha for the dancing? That would that would have been great. That, that would have been great. great. Yeah, um, I love Hopeless and Devoted You, sung by Blaine, Darren, Chris. I think he did great. Yes. It was, yeah, it was good. Anyways. This is not a Glee podcast. <laughs> let's move, let's move forward. Yes. Um, and let's talk about why everyone's here today. Greece, 
the famous musical. Yes. So there's a lot to discuss, I feel like, when it comes to Greece. I feel like the plot is very well known, but yeah, so with Greece, the basic rundown of the plot, we have Sandy and Danny, two two lovers who thought they were just gonna have a summer fling, a little summer night session, and turns out they end up at the same school come the new semester. Mm-hmm. And Danny, he's one of those guys that is gonna act one way in front of his girlfriend and a completely other way in front of his <sighs> friends, which I feel like is not too um not too far off of how men still act today. Yeah. Um, I would not I would know nothing about any of that. Right, right. So <laughs> with Danny, um, he's just I don't know, he's a complicated fella. Uh, yeah. he's you can tell he cares a lot about his image you know impressing his friends being funny you know sandy acting all acting all stupid and weird when she's just trying to be you know honest with with him and you know be authentic and vulnerable but he is just he's not he doesn't know how to i guess deal with that really he's not emotionally available true true i feel like they didn't use that term in the 50s but they didn't. Hey, we're talking about it now Yep, so in 2022, he was not, and then he wants to come to her at the restaurant. Uh-uh. Back, uh, he wants his cake and eat it too. Exactly. He wanted to be able to be with this girl that he loves, and then still take other girls out on dates on her birthday. And he, oh my god, <laughs> he well, wanted to have his cake and eat it too. He wanted to be with the girl that he loves while he was still. Trying to flirt with other girls, doing and some stro- dance at the uh, doing dance at the gym. Yeah, stroking his <laughs> ego, trying to feel like the man that like he can get all these girls. He wants validation to know that he can get all these girls that he wants to. But Sandy was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not gonna do it." No, we're not gonna do it. At the end of the day, at the end of the story, at the end of the year long movie, apparently, it's still bizarre to me that that movie takes place in a in a year because it's just. It's just wild. It goes by Did so they fast. show the holidays? They didn't even show the holidays. No. They just, like, next thing you know, it's the carnival, and it's, I guess, and school's they're out. They're graduating. <laughs> mm. um, you know, graduating from their from high school, even though they look like they're 45 40 years, years old. old. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, uh, I think one of the best parts of Greece is... I feel like the, the characters. They really do have some good characters in this in this show. Um, and we wanted to talk about the female characters. Yes. What can we learn from our leading ladies of Greece? What can we take away from the pink ladies, from Sandy, from Rizzo? Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into it. You can go ahead and start, Alexis, with Sandy. Okay. So with Sandy, she is naive, and they do play on this trope of like yes. you know the naive doe-eyed girl innocent yeah virginal kind of girl and what i like about sandy is that she respects her boundaries and even though she surrounded herself with this group of people who don't really have a lot of boundaries and who are into kind of different things that she may not be open to she still respects her own personal boundaries and she doesn't go against them so i do like that about sandy Yeah, I think even though towards the end of the film, she kind of, she she kind of changes herself in a way to kind of impress Danny and show him like, okay, if this is the girl you want, I'll play the part. Um, 
but I do feel like that was, you know, a lot for show. And the, she still really trace, stays true to who she is. Um, mm-hmm. And you see that. Like, she doesn't put up with what, what Danny's doing. Yeah, but you know what, like, kind of sometimes goes unnoticed that sometimes I forget about? Danny did do the same thing at the end. He's not wearing his typical... Mm-hmm outfit he's now trying to be the preppy guy for her right they both they both do what the other person what they think the other person wants Mm -hmm. and of course as we know they just they this i guess one of the morals of the story is they just like each other for who they are you know and they get together in the end and um you know love story for the ages but yeah with with sandy she she doesn't, you know, really buy into this new Danny that she sees after the summer, the summer love. And mm-hmm. she's very, we see her in multiple scenes, just not putting up with it at the restaurant, in the car, um, at the movie theater, at the, yeah, at the drive-in. So I do like that about Sandy. And I think you can learn, you know, to just make sure to know your worth and to be firm in your beliefs. Yeah. And I think, uh. I think she's a simple girl, but she's she has a lot of love in her heart, and uh, mm-hmm. she. I guess she. I mean, it's a, also it is a high school love story, so that is we gotta play that. Take a, <laughs> we have to keep that in mind because yes, it's you know they're what eighteen, so who knows? Lots can change. So let's talk about Rizzo. Um, I love Rizzo. She is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> And she is one of my dream roles. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to play Rizzo. I can't tell you how many submissions I have sent out for Rizzo <laughs> in the past two months. Like, I've been submitting to play Rizzo so many times. Have you thought about, like, you know, how you would look in the wig? I think that'd be so I thought cool. about that the other day because I never <laughs> actually thought about it. But then I was submitting and I was like, wait, I would have to wear, like, a short wig. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. But I'm like, hey. You know, I would you got to play the part. I mean, I yep. think it'll look great. I think you'd be a great Rizzo. Thank you. Um, and I think Rizzo has some of the best songs uh. in in the, in the show. She gets to do a very fun number. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Oh, yeah. So fun. Camp. Duh. Camp. Uh, would you pull that crap with a net? Love that line. <laughs> um, just, that's one of the songs that's always just repeating in my head that I'm just constantly singing. Um, and then you have this very vulnerable song. Uh, there are worse things I could do. Uh, that kind of uh. talks about how people view her, and I guess her internal battles trying to keep up that image. Um, and it's just it shows her versatility and range as a person. And again, we always say this like how there's so many layers to women, and how she can she can be you know this kind of sassy person who doesn't take anything from anyone, but she also can cry. And mm-hmm. be emotional and have Those her, feelings. you know, yes, exactly. You know, she goes through a lot of stress in the in the show with her pregnancy uh, scare, pregnancy scare, which yeah. I feel like is relatable. I mean, there's a lot of teenagers that have gone through that same struggle, not knowing what to do and, you know, trying to put on this tough front for other people instead of being honest with yourself. And... Yeah. I think the actress portrays it really well, Stockard. I think she, her performance was phenomenal. Yeah, she's amazing. And what I love about Rizzo is, like, she has this tough exterior that I think a lot of women can relate to. And it was built because 
socially you have to kind of put up a wall sometimes so you don't get hurt but then at the same time yeah. that could also be a it could be a positive and a negative because then it's hard to allow people in yeah. but then once you do finally let people in people disappoint you and so i true. feel like rizzo um kind of unpacks that and there mm-hmm. are worse things i could do so yes. love her so it's, much and i relate to her it's great rizzo is a really great i guess you know antagonist but you know of course like all the i feel like with every villain and that's portrayed they always have there's more going on to them that makes them act the way they do and yeah, she's uh, not evil like she doesn't she's not I think the reason why she was combated with Sandy is because she felt like Sandy was too naive and wasn't understanding that you got to act a certain way so you don't get hurt. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was a great contrast with Sandy and Rizzo. They very show, they show both sides of the, of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think with Rizzo too, is that she realized really quickly that in order to get these guys to do what she wants to do, she has to play the game. And she has to kind of become that pick-me character. Right. And by being one of the guys, almost. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of guys, they just want to be with the cool girl, the chill girl, the one-of-the-guys girl. Yeah. But then once they realize you have feelings and emotions, they back off. And that's why she had to suppress her feelings and emotions because yeah. guys just do not want to deal with that shit. Exactly. And she had to, you know, sing privately in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so poor thing. Um, <laughs> Rizzo stands over here. Yes. And then last but not least, one of the more, I guess, you know, she's an iconic character, but doesn't get as much screen time, I feel like, as the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Frenchie. Love we, her. Franchi's just a fun, a fun character. You know, she has the pink hair. She has the very distinct caricature voice, if you will. Mm-hmm. And her main struggle in the movie is a lack of identity, lack of... Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what she I wants guess, yet. She doesn't life. know what she wants in life. And she struggles with kind of having a plan and mm-hmm. uh, knowing what she's going to do in the future, which is completely normal, first of all, at at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and know? it's crazy because isn't it sad how we are told we need to figure out what we want to do with the rest of our lives in high school when we're literal children and we don't know what the rest yeah. of the li- the world is like? It's blasphemy. Like, she just, yeah, she just wants to have fun and do her thing and Did do you what know she's what you wanted to do at 18? Um, I knew what I, I wanted didn't. to I knew what I wanted to do when I was like 6 years old. There you go. So I so, guess it's not crazy. I mean, here's the thing. It's everybody's like, different. Everybody's different, but I think for a lot of people, they can have, you know, like Alexis have a dream at 6 years old and then once you get older when it's time to make those decisions, you're like, can I actually pursue this? Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. It's always think- like that battle. But I think that also do comes with privilege. Because if oh, I didn't come... Doesn't everything. Yes. If I didn't come from the family that I do... Not to say we're, like, wealthy or anything, I'm, you know. But if I didn't come for the kind of family that I do with right. very supportive parents and stuff like that, I probably wouldn't be where I am today and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, 
I understand why a lot of people can't pursue what they truly want to pursue because they don't have the support, the means, the abilities. So if you're one of those people out there, just know that we support you emotionally. Good. Thanks for saying that because that is very, it is very true. It really depends. Like, of course, you know, work ethic, determination, Mm -hmm. that all plays a part in it. But you sure as hell have a head start if you have the money to back it up. And, of course, race plays a part in it. Plays a part in it. Um, And we are both very aware of that as two, you know, white women. White women. (laughs) Those are the breakdowns of all the leading ladies. Uh, I have love for each and every one of them. I don't necessarily... I mean, do you have a favorite out of those three? I love Rizzo. Even though, like, I shouldn't love Rizzo. I I love love Rizzo. True. I, under, I understand. I understand her a lot. There you go. Yeah, I am going to be very <laughs> uncreative and pick Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just love her. I think she's just a really, really cute girl. She does a lot of uh, just great songs, and I, I love her story. And I think, I mean, I'm a sucker for love stories also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just also really love Olivia Newton-John. Again, rest yeah. in peace, legend. And I, uh, I love Hopelessly Devoted to You. That's been one of my go-tos since, that was like since I saw Greece. Yeah, that was the first song I ever sang. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, the first song. Because I watched the show when I was so young. And then when I started voice lessons, they were like, well, we want to make sure that you can sing a little bit, like if you're, you know, coachable. So I sang this song, and then we coached it, and then I sang it at my first recital ever. So when did you first see Grace? You said seven? Oh, no. I was probably younger than that because I started singing lessons when I was six. Mm. And so I was singing that song there. So I don't know. I was just maybe like four or five because my bubby was always watching it. She loved Grace. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think I caught Grace on the TV. I think my mom was watching it and I uh, tuned in. I don't know why that movie... It, it was always on for some it's reason. When I was just like, okay, Greece is on again. Let's yeah. let's get into it. But that's kind of those are our opinions on Greece. Do yeah. you have anything else to say about Greece that, uh, while we're on the topic? Know. Send y'all off with some takeaways from Greece, what you can learn from it. Just don't change for your man. Don't change for any man. Ever. Please. Ever. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be, Be true yourself. to you. Mm-hmm. And again, if you don't know what you want to do at 18, or if you don't know what you want to do now, at tw- like in your 20s, 30s, 40s, it's okay. You know, like life is so unpredictable and there's, you can just, I mean, me, I take it day by day. And yep. uh, it's and that okay always to do says, that. You never know what tomorrow brings. You it's never so know true. tomorrow you'll be struck with inspiration, you win the lottery, you meet somebody new. You never know. Right. So don't be so hard on yourself. Exactly. Rizzo, please just... It's okay to not always be the version you want to present to society and just be who you are. Be who yes. you are. Um, I think that's the takeaway from this. Just be yourself. Be, be you. Be you. And, <laughs> Do uh, what makes you happy. <laughs> such original advice. I know. Um, and uh, with that, be careful with who you decide to have a summer fling with because mm-hmm. you never know if they'll be at your school. In you a never months. know. Oh, God. You never know. And uh, wear a condom. Yeah. And, and maybe, make sure it's not expired. 
where I guess, and you know what's also interesting, how she wears, like, those heels to the carnival. Like, can you imagine wearing yeah. heels, like, in, like, that are digging into the dirt? Yeah, and I've done she... stuff like that all the time. Oh, never mind. Uh, Was it smart? No. You could break an ankle. You could. But I, I love heels, too. I haven't worn them to State Fair quite yet. But, no. again, life's short. Life's unpredictable. That's our Grease episode. Thank you that guys so concludes. much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Um, yeah, that concludes today's episode. So if you like what you're hearing, um, you're enjoying it, please do not forget to follow the Instagram and stay up the to date The ladies' choice. Very The ladies' choice. Simple. Thanks for All listening. Right, guys. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. <laughs>